and welcome to the best damn lunch and learn ever. I am your host, Jen Hecht. Oh, do we have a show for you today? I'm so excited. I have David and Julie Bullet on the show today. Uh, we're going to talk about their upcoming book, Shop Talk, five conversations to keep your relationship off the couch and out of court. So thank you guys for coming. Hey, thanks for having us. We're thrilled to be here. Really are. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a great lunchtime for us. Yeah. I mean, it's good <laughs> shop talk. We're yeah. talking shop. We're uh -huh. talking therapy. So let me give you a little bit of background. Uh, Julie is a founder of Live Sane, which was developed to provide ADHD management and coaching services to individuals and families with ADHD. She is a licensed clinical social worker with 20 years of expertise in working with children, teens, and families. And she married a divorce attorney. Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, yes, I, did. I love it. Uh, David is a divorce attorney practicing um, on complex family law cases, helping clients in Maryland and Washington, D.C. through difficult times, um, including divorces, custody battles, and other contentious domestic conflicts. So you probably have a lot of interesting stories. <laughs> a few. A we, few. Thus, thus came the book. Yeah. Yeah. Came the book. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. let's get right into it. Let's talk about it. So, like, how did this actually come about? Like, kind of give us, like, I know there was, go through maybe the five um, conversations. Like, I'm sure you see a lot of stuff, and we'll dive into how to communicate better and give advice to our listeners out there. And make sure you say hello. They let us know you're here and share with your friends that want some uh, relationship and divorce advice. <laughs> yeah, so, real quick, the genesis was this. We're sitting mm -hmm. on the beach. She has a lot of funny things to say. And over the years, I made notes of those things. <laughs> And about a year and a half or so ago, I'm looking at this saying, well, maybe we can do something with it. Yeah. And sure. how do we combine? Because we come at problems differently, obviously. Me from a lawyering perspective, her from trying to keep people together, keep families together. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes by the time they get to me, things have already splintered and so forth. So, so what we did was we tried to take those conversations and they really are conversations and throw them into core buckets or okay. cores. So basically your five cores, are, are if you think about the issues, the big issues in most marriages, right? It's building your building your marriage, building your relationship, filling and filling your relationship. Mm -hmm. So that's one section. Parenting, obviously, if we have children, exactly. finances is another area, sex is an area, mm -hmm. and and then balance. How do you balance your relationship with your partner and with what you do and so forth? So so we took all those conversations and more, and we put them into those five areas, and that's how the book was built. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So, and what we did was we also used a, our own relationship as an example of, for many of the discussions that we have, because we have, I think, you know, 32 years we've had over the years, lots of things, including fertility issues, adoption issues. Um, we have a one child that has some behavioral and mental health and addiction issues. So we've, you know, dealt with that. So we bring in not just our professional kind of you know, viewpoints and experiences, but also our personal, you know, our personal marriage is, you know, is there for the taking. There's some vulnerable spots in the book uh, for, for both of us. And I, as a therapist, I feel like I want to be vulnerable with people to let them know that I get how hard things are. And it's not just a matter of you just do this and this happens. Right. I think that's, that's a great point about being vulnerable in relationships too, you know, and, and having that open communication. Is that what you see a lot um, in couples counseling? Like, so like, can we go through this different five stages that kind of from the therapy perspective and, you know, sure. Sure. So if we were to look at the sort of the first stages, sort of like the building and filling part, um, I mean, relationships in the beginning are always exciting. They're always new. 
And it's really easy to be you know, excited and, and sometimes blind to other issues, red flags, I would say, you know, differences in values or differences in the way that you approach things. So in the beginning, I think it's really important that you try to look at in a realistic way um, if friends are seeing things that they're concerned about and they mention it to you. Don't just brush it off, like really look at it. Um, so, and then, yeah. So that section is, so you think, if you think the old, you know, build it and they will come, right? Yeah. So, but the question that we address and that we talk about there isn't just the, the, the you know, the foundation, the building part, but once they, you get them there, are they going to stay? Mm. So, so that section of the book deals a lot with, with how to keep things the way as much as you can connected mm -hmm. in the way that the relationship started. And that's, you know, and, and that's sort of that building and yeah. filling section. Yeah. And when you do uh, family or marital work, one mm -hmm. of the te techniques that you use with people is to get them to go back to that time. Ooh. Because what happens is, you know, people come in, their lives have changed dramatically and their relationship has changed, but there was a connection in the very beginning that brought you together. Mm -hmm. So as a therapist, we often, say okay let you know tell tell me about when you guys first met what was it like what was your sex life like what was what what attracted you to that person and if you can get them to think about those places and connections sometimes that's helpful but also maintaining that stuff is is really vital for your relationship yeah and i think it goes back to it we talk a lot about um i don't know if you do hear a lot about in your practice too but you're talking about core values and non-negotiables when you're picking said partner. Um, I think sometimes in your 20s or you know 30s, people aren't really looking at that like, oh, well, I'm just I need to get married or I need to get in this relationship and I just need to find someone because yeah. all my friends are getting married and this is what society has right. told us to do. But they don't look at the core of who that person is a human. So can you talk a little bit about that? Are you seeing that in therapy? Are you seeing like where if there are misalignment and how? Yeah, I mean, you know, people people come in to to see me uh, that often have, you know, whether it's a religious issue about, you know, a value or a way about, you know, a, a spending money, which is one of our chapters, you know, just differences in the, you know, what you think is important um, and what, you know, what's an absolute no, you know, did you grow up getting spanked and and you don't believe in ever spanking and then your spouse lays a hand on your kid, you know, what, what does that do? You know, we talk about the non-negotiables mm -hmm. um, and yeah, absolutely. People come in and they've sort of missed the boat. They haven't talked about mm -hmm. some of these things and I don't want to sound, you know, just normal and say like, it's all about communications and, you know, that kind of thing. But a lot of the stuff that we talk about is, you know, all, all, you know, all the way from basic stuff to complex stuff. And I do think communicating about the differences is very important yeah. and gets a lot of people in trouble if they don't talk about it. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense too, though. Because um, you're talk about fighting and issues like that may, like if you're not talking about being open, being vulnerable, I think that's another issue too, or emotional intelligence. Yeah, right. Sure. So um, talking from a guy's perspective, you know, I think, a lot of men um, and maybe it's just generations of how they're taught. Um, but what I've seen a lot of is that people don't want to be vulnerable. They think they're scared. Like the, maybe it doesn't just all men, but I'm just saying, you know, men or women um, are knowing how to be open and have that kind of conversation or feel safe. Do you have any advice for 
from a guy's perspective and then from the well from my perspective it's a you know I mean, again you're taking me a little bit out of my world, <laughs> yeah, sort of, which is good so, so, right. which is probably a good thing which is but, I mean, but I mean, it's it's a comfort issue right so if you're if you're if if you're um, involved with someone and that person has problem with that mm -hmm. and you probably ought to know it going in and understand how to work with it and deal with it it seems yeah. to me but again if you get back to think about the things that cause conflict in relationships yeah. right and certainly that's part that's one that's part of it is I don't, I, don't, I don't get what you're feeling i don't understand what you're feeling you're not portraying to me what you're feeling that sort of thing is and so and in my you know what i often see is i see people who just have let things boil up over time you know you don't let it out you don't say anything you think something but say something else and then you know on a, after a really bad weekend you know they're knocking at my door yeah. saying that's it i've had enough and the other person's saying well hold on a second where did that come from right yeah so sort of if you think about it like a tea kettle you got to let some of the steam out you you can't keep it built up you it's the queen of metaphors yeah, I, like that. I, I love that. metaphors yeah. but i mean seriously it's it's very true like if you're upset about something don't just sweep it under the carpet like you need to be able to talk to your partner about that and that's something that i would say very early on in a relationship that you should test out Oh, that's a great thing. Point. You should say, you know, like just see how it goes with being vulnerable or having a request. And it could be, you know, it could be something small, but see how that person reacts because that's important later for the bigger things. Yeah. I mean, that's, I saw, I don't know if you've seen this meme that's been going around. It's like you can tell a person's true character by turning off the Wi Fi. You know, like you really see how they are. But in those kind of situations, I joke too is like, you know, see how if you want to take a relationship something more serious, go to like, um, what is the name of it? Where they get, you get locked in, you got to figure stuff out. The, Something oh, room. The, escape um, room, escape room, right? Yeah. I mean, talk about a funny date night. That'd yeah. be interesting to see, like, how you interact as a couple. Like, you got to work together. Yes, sure. problem right? solved. Yeah, outside Absolutely. stimulus. Yeah. 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 yeah, No, I like that idea a lot. That needs spaghetti. Go eat spaghetti before you go, so you can have like a messy face and kind of see how they deal with, like, you <laughs> know, that too. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't sound like a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Stuck in a room with some of the spaghetti. Over there. <laughs> no, but I'm just. I mean, depending if you're really hungry. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, no, I'm just saying, like you know, kind of cut through the chase of eating politely and you know on your first date and drinking politely, but just like well, go in and you know do something crazy. That's like, I mean, Woody Allen. Woody Allen would say, "Terrible, I hate to Woody Allen with all things that he's gone through." But in his funny days, would say, "You know, going out on his first date, let's have sex first, get it out of the way, so we're not thinking about it. Then we can figure out who the hell we are. And, you know, just see if we like each other." Kind of thing. So right. I guess yeah. the spaghetti is yeah. kind of a similar. Yeah, the spaghetti is yeah. kind of the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I think that, I mean, I think that's interesting too about um, uh, the relationships, like going actually from a therapist perspective, what do you see uh, when I just want, before we get into the other section about money issues with relationships and what is the number one thing is that they're spending too much or they're not earning or like, can we go kind of like in kind of back end uh, talk about? Yeah. And David can talk about this further because definitely the deeper ones get him into, you know, get people into the divorce situation, but from you know, everybody spends money differently. And bottom line, you could think that buying, you know, uh, you know, Charmin toilet paper. Am I allowed to say brand name? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay. So you could you could think that Charmin toilet paper is what you should have, and then your spouse or your partner may think like, why are we spending money on this? You know, it could be something little like that. But is there yeah. something underlying? Because that seems crazy. To well, me. It, I mean, that I'm like, you can't buy Charmin. 
You know, well, like, is it something underlying issue? Well, there are underlying issues of money for different people. Some of it are some you see control issues, mm -hmm. like they want to have control over every penny that comes in or goes out. Um, you also have issues related to how you're brought up in families. What you know, did you did your family go through a hard time where you you know, were you ever, you know, homeless or hungry? Mm. Um, and those kinds of issues play in, you know, basic needs. And so money means a lot of things for people and can bring up a lot of different issues for, for people. And then in the couple, in a couple situation, you're dealing with two, you're dealing with, you know, somebody that may have been able to spend freely and another person that didn't have enough money. And you may have somebody that wants to hold back and have savings and never want to spend because they were without, or that's how they were raised. So you're taking two extremely different pieces of, mm -hmm. of two people and bringing it together into one pot, unless of course you keep separate bank accounts, which some people do. And sometimes that's a great idea. Um, so just in terms of, you know, money is, is a hot button issue. It's a control, you know, it's a control, it's control issue. Now, do you see it from the lawyer's perspective um, about a lot of financial abuse going on too? Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, and this is this shows up in the book, but 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 I've got DB's big four, right? Okay. Four. It's really three plus one reasons why marriage why people struggle. Okay. One is is kids. Mm -hmm. Two is sex. Three is money, and then the fourth is you borrowed from DSM. You know, other you know general misery, not otherwise. NOS, not otherwise specified. <laughs> so, so, if you, so if you take that away for a second, money is money is a regular constant yeah. conflict um, with without any. No, no, even whether it's people with a lot of money or people who don't have enough money and who struggle. Yeah. It a constant, why did he spend this on this? Or why can't we have this when we have that? And there's a, often a very different perspective on what we should have, mm -hmm. what we should save, what we should spend, That's what true. we should give to our kids, what we should give to charity, what kind of house we should have. And it's a regular, consistent theme that I see over 32 years wow. of sitting behind my desk and talking to people. And so to me, if you can get your hands around that, right, and get a sense of, of finding that place, that friction zone area mm -hmm. where you, even though we might not agree, yeah. we can sort of manage or maneuver in there. That's where you want to be, um, generally speaking. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, because you also see, too, is like, well, hold on, I can't buy shampoo. But you're out there, you know, buying twenty dollars. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. like, you know, spent you know five hundred whatever the case may be. But the says you can't have it both ways. You guys right. you have to set an example. Like if you're not allowing it or not allowed, but that comes back to control. It's mm -hmm. all about controlling. You see that a lot and um do you see that a lot when control? Sure, I mean sometimes some listen, sometimes it's control. Yeah. And certainly when people get to me, often it is. Okay. It's control. But sometimes with relationships that are still going through the paces, it's not so much as uh, so much control as it is just a difference of, I don't want to say values, but a difference of how to manage it and what to do. Right. So it, it's certainly when you, when things go bad, it often, it, you see a lot of control issues. But yeah. when things are still kind of working, you see this kind of, this disagreement. Yeah. And that, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of, again, communication and negotiation. I mean, David and I, and we share this in our book, we went through a phase where we were having some financial difficulties mm -hmm. and we had to come together and we had to make some hard decisions about 
things to get rid of and ways to cut back. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'd be like, well, you're, you're playing golf. And I, and he'd be like, yeah, but, but you're still, you know, you're still going to TJ Maxx and buying stuff you don't need. So we sort of had to work out like, okay, I guess my stuff needs to stop and your stuff needs to stop. And we really need to pull together. And we did. We actually, yeah. you know, we went through a period of time where we had a lot of financial issues and we were able to pull out and it wouldn't have happened if we weren't a team. I was just going to say teamwork makes the dream work. Just remember that. <laughs> I like that a lot. That's, That's great. Yeah, uh, it's the, true. One, it's one day true. I'll never, uh, I won't forget is when we, um, we had, she mentioned one of our daughters and we, we invested a lot of money in almost all of our savings and was trying to help her in a lot of ways. And one day we had to, I bought Julie a car for her birthday, her 40th birthday. It was a, it was T-Bird, a mint green, mint green oh, yeah. was really sweet. And so we decided <laughs> we got to get, we don't need that car, but we're going to sell it. So up came a guy with his truck, you know, and then down it went the street and it's like, okay, well go get a dress or something. <laughs> something. Yeah. Was I like, mean, it was gone, yeah. But, and you know, we needed to do other things. I mean, our yeah. family was needing we were, we something needed. else at that point in time. Right. And, you know, I still love that car. I still think about that car. And I might have it back one day. It is. Shift that. You will have that car. Uh, yeah. Again. I mean, yeah. we're better. Right? I know. I never know. But the, the point is that we worked together. That was something that we needed to do for our family. And I want you to know I'm okay without that car. Yeah. Like I'm still me. Yeah. I'm okay without that car. And that, you know, and that's what you realize is, you know, for people financially, if you're going through a hard time is like without the stuff, you're, you're okay. Yeah, you're yeah. still you. You're still you. Yeah. Like just be you. Like we always talk about that too. When you're, yeah. it was interesting when you're talking about the spaghetti on the face. Right? <laughs> um, is the, I'm not trying it by the way. <laughs> Yeah. But the importance of being you, being real. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the thing is, it's yes. so tired. You hear this, oh, they were acted this way. And then you get into it like, this is a hot mess. This right. is not what I signed up yeah. for. And it's like, it's late. It's like, how can someone, like, what do you, is there different steps that you can, you can, or little signs that you can, <laughs> some like test, it's like test, testing. Yeah. Little, te like, the little lines yeah. out there. Well, to see what you, know, you know, it's so funny. There's, um, there's a wonderful psychiatrist um, that does uh, a lot of, brain imagery work um mm. his name his name is dr amen okay daniel amen he's very well known he has a clinic a couple in california but what he has one in rest in virginia okay and he tells a story about how when his kids come uh with a with a partner or boyfriend he scans their brains what? of the partner instead of doing a background check he looks at their brains to see what <laughs> He can see stuff in their brain scans that you would want to know about, like hot temper zones and 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 cognitive difficulties and dead zones and different kinds of things. <laughs> dead so, yeah, this person is just a zombie. So I bring in my new girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And, and he takes her in a room and gives her a brain scan. Like, hey, let's maybe not right dinner in a few minutes. Yeah, but yeah, just want to make sure everything's okay. <laughs> let's be in the relationship pretty quick. Well, I'm not thing. saying like first. Date, but I'm saying like it's a good idea. So you yeah. need to talk about some people do background checks on people. I mean, so people right. certainly go on to Google and Google somebody that they meet or do background checks, look at the judiciary yeah. case search things. Sure. I, I love that. Yeah. Way. So I mean, we find out those things. But yes, if you really want to get to the bottom of it, get them a brain scan yeah. and, um, and figure it out. You know, yeah. It's like, oh, by the way, uh, my dad wants to do a brain, brain scan on you. So like, don't be worried stage. about it. I, I actually yeah. thought it was a great idea if you have the technology to do that because yeah. you can really tell a lot of things about about people from the yes, brain you're going to start and it start something new everybody's going to want to have their own personal brain scan yeah, exactly the, yeah, yeah exactly. i think that's a great idea well probably going to work with a lot of the boyfriends that our kids brought home for 
Yeah. Oh, we definitely would have kicked him out with the first brain scan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. You're yeah. still to come. I know. You got to come in on the pipe. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Seriously. I know my little one is he's like, I have six girlfriends. I'm like, nice. <laughs> Line them all up for their scan. Yeah. Get them a brain scan. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so funny. He's, uh, he's my little Leo. You know, so, so anyway, you asked, you, you asked a, serious question that I gave you sort of like a, an exaggerated response mm -hmm. to. Again, I think there's definitely things that you can do in the beginning of relationships in getting to know people that can test out waters a little bit, like, you know, asking for things if you need them and seeing how the response goes. Um, having a conversation about something that you heard about, maybe it's with a friend or, you know, another person that you know, or in the media, like, hey, what did you think about that? And if they thought, oh, I thought that was a great idea, then you're not for me. You yeah, know, like, you like, know, like some crazy, you know, whatever. Um, so just, you know, talking to people and, you know, getting into discussions about crazy things or different things might be, you know, something that you can do while you're yeah. looking around and dating. Exactly. I love that. Well, it's true. We have this, uh, it hasn't come out yet, but if you, uh, message me, I'll, I'll put the link, um, here for another, uh, download we have, but we have one that's called finding your core. Mm -hmm. So it's a workshop. I'll, I'll give you a copy of this before you leave but um and what it does is we actually go down and you listen you write out your core values and your non-negotiables and not mm -hmm. defer from that mm -hmm. right i mean because I, like I, I mean we're trying to shift the way dating like so you don't make those mistakes and you don't end up in divorce because you didn't stick to what you knew like if you knew like well i don't want to have kids or i don't want to get married or i don't want to have this or i want to have that you know at least you don't you'll be true to who you are Yes. Right. Because you're so, it's so interesting of how society wants to put us in these little boxes. Like you must fit here. You must, you're at this age, you know, oh, Jen, you're 40. You need to, you know, settle down and find someone because you're going to be old and nobody's <laughs> going to want you. It's like, like stupid stuff. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, this is what the society has said that. I didn't say that. <laughs> right. I didn't say that. We didn't say that. Yeah, we did that. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but I think it comes to that point where it's being okay with being you and just not settling for something that does not fit with what you really want in life um, is so key and important. I mean, are you seeing that when you're, you know, having it with couples or, you know, can you give us a little bit of background on that? Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think that sometimes again, in the, you know, in the beginning people ignore and, you know, are sort of don't look at the things that are mm -hmm. important, whether yeah. it's a religious difference or, you know, hobbies or interests. Um, you know, I've worked with couples that are completely, you know, different types of people, somebody that's, you know, more, you know, a homebody mm -hmm. and somebody that's like always on the go wanting to do things. And that stuff can't be ignored. Like you have to be able to mesh and, and meld together at some point in time. Um, even if you are two, I'm not saying, you know, that two different people can't come together. Cause I do sometimes think that opposites attract. Yeah. I do sometimes think that it's really good if your partner is great at something that you're not great at. Right. Um, but you have to have an interface. You have to have a connect, a, a, a time that you're connecting and that you're doing stuff together. Um, right. and that you're happy doing that. Well, I mean, some of what, Again, here I go again, sticking my nose in the area that doesn't belong. But I mean, you're kind of forgetting about some of the reason people get together has nothing to do with logic or what their mm -hmm. brains are thinking other than from a physical perspective. So, well, that's true. So, you yeah. know, not that that doesn't pass or lessen or whatever, but but I'm not yeah. sure 
you know, if, if the average person is out having a cocktail somewhere and sees you across the way, that the first thing they're going to start doing is checking their, okay, their, their core Let's bag. see. Right. right. Exactly. Forget about the dress and forget about how she looks and let's just talk about her core. I mean, yeah. let's be realistic about it. There's, there's yeah. a little bit of that, a lot of that going on. Absolutely. And there should be. That's where, yeah. that's where we're built. No, and the yeah. physical connection is really important. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't take you through a long-term relationship. That's not the only thing. I mean, when you're, if you have kids with somebody and they're pushing a baby out and it ain't pretty, yes. like, you know, it, there's nothing sexual at that point in time and you have to have something else beside. A week or two later. <laughs> a week or two later. <laughs> but you have to have something besides that, that physical right. connection to get you through the hard, the hard times. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, there, there needs to be more. There needs right. to be more. And also depend, you know, also depends on what you're looking for. Cause I, I mean, I meet, I work with some young adults that will, will tell me that they're on Tinder and they're truly just looking for a hookup. Yeah. And that, you know what, that's okay. If that's what they're looking for at that moment and they don't want a relationship to go any further than just the, the connection, the sex part, that's fine. But just, you know, kind of be honest about where you are. Exactly. And be honest, I think that's a key is that we would talk a lot about dating profiles and do's and don'ts. And one of the things that we always recommend is be honest, like what you're looking for. Someone asks you, right. do not lie about it. Right. Do not say I want a long-term relationship, relationship when you just no, want a one-night stand. Because then, then it's, yeah. it's a cluster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a nightmare. Yes. Right. No, and I, I, I work with people that, you know, for different reasons are just coming out of a relationship mm -hmm. and or are not in a great place and they yeah. know they shouldn't enter into a relationship. And, you know, I, you know, I will tell them, you know, if you're using some of these dating sites, just be honest about what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, it's true. They're like, oh, I hear the stories like, well, he said he didn't want a relationship. Huh. But, but, you know, like, I think if I go on a few days, I think I can change his oh, mind. Wow. No, no. He said he was very clear. You yeah. know, he just did not want a uh -huh. relationship. You're not going to change it. Like, well, I want to, I want a child, but he doesn't. Right. That's a huge, so let's segue into that yes. part of the chapter of your book yes. too, is sure. children and partners. I mean, like you can't shift that. I mean, and that's where people get mad, right? I mean, they get yeah. angry, they get regretful. Like, yeah. oh, you trapped me into this, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. There's so let's a talk lot, about there's it. There's a lot of issues when it comes to kids. And that, you know, just as by way of introduction, the interesting thing about how this book is written is that it's not a, it's, it's not written in a narrative fashion for those words. It's almost exclusively conversations between the two of us. So if you That's think right. about parenting and you've got two kids, yeah. um, um, there's lots of issues that arise when you're parenting kids. Yeah. So we we had a lot of struggles, um, and and for us, um, and I don't want to say that it was caused by one child that had certain challenges because it wasn't. She was part of it, and mm -hmm. and we all reacted and. And you might want to say that was the straw that stirred the drink, but that's not really fair to her. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of a lot of difficulties that we had. You know, we made we made jokes that we were the family that never got invited to Super Bowl parties. You know, because mm -hmm. of the conflict that was that, that that was created between the sisters. And it wasn't just her so much as it was also how did my other girls have to adjust and deal with it and so forth. And when Julie talked about burying ourselves in the book, this is a section that we really do. So. While we were in the midst of this, we um, there were two letters that she had written. One um, when 
one when my daughter was 19 and the another one when she wrote when she was 21 and they are just dropped in this parenting section and then there's a third piece to that which is my note to my other three kids mm. and so that's 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 part and parcel of our own story not because we just want to tell our story but because you know every parent has challenges right there's conflicts that come because mm -hmm. of that we had we had immeasurable numbers of conflicts over parenting primarily mm -hmm. with the with our one daughter but other kids mm -hmm. also yeah and, and and we still do still do we, we still, still do. do we still Isn't are, as recently are... as 10 minutes ago yeah. before we came in the car yeah really yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So, i mean we still do on how to you know work away parents now yeah and you know how we interact with with the you know with our grandkids and our and our older children and how much do you say or not say mm -hmm. and your reactions to that so it it changes it you know it doesn't once you're a parent it never goes away right so and it's like you know if you think about um what, what's that game when you pull something out another one pops up or you push something down like that whack-a-mole oh, whack yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah so think yeah. about it when you have your kids at home yeah. and you're trying really trying really hard because one of your sons is dealing with something mm -hmm. then and you feel like you've got that fixed and the other one pops back up because mm -hmm. whatever yeah. reason well, what about me or you didn't yeah Fortnite issues like uh, I want that there. oh yeah, yeah. So, I got... yeah. It's, it's it's difficult so I there's... want that Fortnite. I was like what now yeah <laughs> I hear that's causing a lot of problems for yeah. for families yeah I just but... say oh it's got no battery oh it's yeah. Got, yeah. it's broken it's broken yeah I, I mean no yeah. I mean for and now you, I don't and, believe it yeah yeah so I I have worked with and seen you know couples that come in and and decided they didn't want to have children and then one of the partners changed their mind mm. and they've had to work through you know work through those kinds of issues or they got pregnant by accident and what do they do then um mm. so sort of the, you know the beginning stages of entering into kids and how many you know a lot of people think they want a lot of kids and then other people are, are you know once you start having kids you go oh hey maybe one or two would just be fine right right so i mean you know from the beginning stages of you know also we went through fertility issues with secondary infertility but having kids like you know if you want kids and you can't have kids what does that look like and going through the process of fertility issues sure. and going through the process of we also adopted um twice and you know going through that together and you got to be a team yeah i mean you got to be a team That's with true. kids anyway and um if you have some challenges or difficult times whether it be in the beginning during or when you think you're done you got to be a team yeah exactly yeah, yeah. well i mean they said you know marriage is the biggest investment you'll ever make like choose wisely right i mean Absolutely. it is you know, true yeah, no <laughs> well let me just say to you the the other thing it, it, that we're that we're really clear about in this book is like taking care of your relationship because your kids will leave most most likely for most people i mean there are people that have special needs kids that are going to stay for forever and that's you know a different book and a different chapter uh, however, you know, a lot of people come together and they, you know, they have kids and then they sort of forget about the relationship. And, you know, that's a big problem is making sure that you don't forget about your relationship, that you keep connected because your kids most of the time will leave. Yeah. We talk a lot about that, that portion of things in the balance section of, in the balance section of the book. I mean, you know, you got to tend to your family, you got to do what you need mm -hmm. to do to take care of them. 
but you know, and, and this does double back to what happens, you know, when people come to my office. And oftentimes I have seen circumstances where people have married for a long time. Yeah. You know, 20 years, 25 years, kids have gotten up and out. Now I don't I don't have to go to drive to soccer. We're not worried about SAT prep. We're not worried about these lessons, getting them into college, whatever it is, because they're off. And now I'm looking across the table saying, now what? Yeah, like who are you? Do I still like you? Yeah, do I? Yeah. Do we still want to do things together? Do mm -hmm. we still? And and a lot of times the answer to that, because what we have seen, people don't tend to those things during that ten or fifteen or twenty years or more longer. A lot of times the answer to that is no, right. um, because yeah. because you haven't paid attention. And like because, oh, so one person may be growing and evolving, sure. and then the other one's kind of stagnant. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've actually been hearing a lot about that lately. And you know, like coming back to like who am I? What do I do? I've, I've lost it. My kids were everything, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I really are, but you know, like my whole world was around that. Now, what do I do? They're out of college. Maybe the they had never worked before or had a job. You know what yeah. I mean? You just, yeah. it's very, very yeah, interesting. There's a gap. It's yeah. a, and, the, and, the, and the question is whether, I think if you've spent that time while you're raising your kids, doing whatever it is you do mm -hmm. to stay connected, it's a, you know, a way overused word, but stay connected mm -hmm. and stay that part of that team, then you're much more apt to be in a better position, right? When that happens. Right. Um, and if you haven't, then you're gonna look at, you know, I'm gonna be reading the paper and she's gonna be looking at whatever and I'm gonna say, why are we still sitting here? I don't. And some people I'm, don't still yeah. sit there. Some mm -hmm. people, you know, show up at David's office. We've raised yeah. our kids, we've made, got them through school. Mm -hmm. And they had to do. Yeah, yeah. and now we're getting divorced. Now here's a question I hear a lot. Like, well, I'm gonna stay until the kids are off oh, to college. Yes. Because that is such a huge thing. I mean, yeah. you don't think these, my person, you don't think the children see like you're like that. You're, there is no love. I love love in the marriage, or there's no affection. Or I mean, what are your thoughts? Are you seeing that? Can we talk a little bit about that? Sure, absolutely. So I mean, I've seen sort of both. I've seen sort of both sides of of the situation where I've seen actually couples that know that their relationship isn't for you know long term that are hanging out just to raise the kids, and they're getting along well enough that it's okay. Um, and then, of course, there's other people that aren't get, getting along well enough that the kids are, you know, experiencing the tensions at home. They see the fighting. They see the, the unhappiness, um, the disrespect, those right. kinds of things. So uh, there's there are couples that can do it and it becomes more of a business relationship. So it really depends on what it looks like I from a from a therapist perspective about, you know, about whether it's okay to do that. It's okay to wait. You know, I've worked with people and I'll say to them, it, it's not okay to wait. Like your mm -hmm. kids are, your kids are going downhill mm -hmm. and it's because of the stress of the situation. It's the family dynamics yeah. that are, you know, just getting them They're They're, they're a lot worse off with you staying married than they will be once you make the move. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, agree. I mean, I, I think I, I'm not sure that's a, you can say that for everyone. I mean, no, no, uh, no. I'm saying that in specific situations that some couples can make it work to make it a business relationship and keep well, okay. keep the family okay. intact. And then there, I see people that I say, uh, uh, you are doing your kids no favor. You need to, you know, you need to make this, you know, separation happen, this divorce happen because the kids are really taking a brunt of this situation. And so I'm saying I see both sides. I, so, yeah. so a quick story I can tell you is like mm -hmm. one of the, 
uh, I represent kids as what's called best interest yeah. jury in contested custody cases. We did lots of times over the years, not nearly as much now, but I represented a, a young girl. She was 11 years old, lived not too far from here. And I was having a conversation with her, very outgoing, outspoken, smart kid. And she was telling me about how she liked to go to her best friend's house and sleep over there. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming she liked it because there was con had been conflict under her own roof mm -hmm. and that she, whatever it was. So, you know, why, why do you like going over there? She said, well, her mom and dad share the same room. And I think that's cool. Oh. So her norm was, yeah. you know, mom and did, mom was here and the night was when nobody went to bed, one was over the other. That was what she lived with mm -hmm. until, and then this sort of resonated with her that parents who actually go into the same bedroom to sleep, you know, to yeah. sleep at night. So, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to say. It's kids see stuff. They do, but yeah. but again, some sponges. They, they don't are listen. Sponges. Eat. They are. Right. They yeah, are. They listen. Or like, yeah. oh no, kids. Kids know. And then at some point in in time, you know what's normal for you know a five year old is what's going on in their home. And then when they start to go, you know, ten, yeah. eleven, twelve, sure. uh, you know, sort of developmentally, mm -hmm. they're starting to look around. Yeah. And at that age, they start to notice, mm -hmm. oh, you know, like Peter's parents aren't fighting like my mom and dad fight mm -hmm. or they share a, a bedroom or Peter actually asks, you know, his the mom, you know, did she want a glass of water when he was up getting one for himself? Like they start to notice the yeah. world around. So that's when, you know, that's when kids will start, you know, and, and even older, you know, I'll have, I have clients that say to me, like, I'm not getting married. I'm like, well, why is that? Well, because my parents had a bad relationship. Right. And I don't no, that's hundred percent that. accurate. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I also think too, it comes down from the generation, right? Like they learn how to care about someone or be in a relationship from their parents. Yeah. Sure. Right. And so sure. how to shift that kind of needs that, you know, had maybe had not been met. Right. If, if someone is um, really loving because they grew up in a loving home, but then they date somebody or marry someone who had the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. And then you try to, so let's talk about that because I hear a lot about that. Like, I don't understand. And they won't cheat. Like, nothing's wrong with me. I'm fine. It's you, you know, like that kind of thing. What would you, you mean from a kid's perspective or from, well, no, it's like, so if the kids, no, from the adults, like if they're true, because the kids are going to see how mm -hmm. the parents are. Mm -hmm. And you just don't want that to have a repeating behavior or pattern when they're dating, because you've seen kind of the pattern. Have you seen that where the pattern is similar? Sure. Yeah, I see the pattern being similar. Like you learned, you know, like if your dad yelled a lot, you might yell a lot if mm -hmm. you're, you know, you're a dad. But I also see the opposite too. Okay. I also see people that go like, listen, I was, you know, abused, you know, abused verbally or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I never want that to happen right. in my family. Right. So I think that people, you know, learn and, and, and they want to do better. Yeah. Um, I think it's a natural fallback to kind of do what you, you know, what you know, but you have to fight against yeah. it. Yeah. And a lot of people do a good job with that. And they come work it out with me. Yeah. So that's good. Different. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's what let's see who's in here. Hey, Eve. Hey, Brianna. Um, so, um, how are you guys? You guys, if you have questions, drop them in the comments. We'll make sure we get there too. Oh, good. It looks like my mom is watching. Hi. <laughs> Hi, mom. Hope I don't say anything to embarrass you. You're a Love great you. mom. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. So, um, okay. Yeah. I mean, that, that's good to know. So, you know, obviously 
reaching out to for help because I think people have the stigma like, oh, therapy isn't good. Like nothing's wrong with me. I don't need to go when it's an asset, you know, of, you know, helping your brain function better in your relationship and having yeah. communication. You may not have the tools and yeah. you go to the I expert mean, who does you yeah. in different areas. You know, I have people that will come, you know, and, and meet me and, and I, I, I try to be a very practical therapist. And that's one of the things I sort of pride myself on is that people will come in, meet with me and then actually have a few things to do you know, to take home, to take out of the session with them, not just to think about what to actually do. Yeah. So um, in terms of, you know, just, just having, you know, having those things, you know, be something that they take home with that they can even try with, with their partner. Like mm -hmm. I had told you, like, you know, ask for something in the relationship, even if you, even yeah. if you don't want it, like yeah. try it out, just check it out and see, you know, see what the response is for your partner. I love it. I'm going to try it. Yeah, there you go. There you well, go. There you go. It's kind of like in my world where, where I mediate cases. Yeah. Right? And so so lawyers come with their clients. And, and I always tell folks, I don't know any more about your case. I know less about your case than your lawyer and you do. Yeah. Not any smarter than the lawyers, mm -hmm. for the most part, that they bring that they bring in. But it's 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 the same kind of thing we're talking about therapy, I think, is is even setting the expert side aside, it's another brain. That can sort of see it from a different perspective, right? And it's a um, neutral party. Yeah, it's a neutral yeah, party. Right. So yeah, I mean, therapy should therapy should feel like a spa treatment. Yeah, and I've had people say that to me, like after I come feel in, better. and I I feel better. Yeah, I feel better. Like I have some clarity around this, or mm -hmm. I have you know like something to do to you know change the situation so i mean i think i think therapy is great obviously you know i'm a therapist mm -hmm. um but it should be something that you that makes you feel better it may make you think about things and that could make you feel sad yeah but most of the time you should feel a little bit more powerful after you leave a therapy session yeah i think so too because it's growth you're evolving you know you want to be better you want to be better in relationships or if you're married or you're got out of a relationship or you're divorced, like, you know, you may not yeah. feel your best. I mean, right. what are some of the common things or communication issues you hear in the, in the divorce? I mean, is there a theme to like what the issues are? Well, again, I think, I think if you get back to what we're talking about, which mm -hmm. is communicating about money, mm -hmm. we haven't talked about the elf, the, the sex elephant in the room, okay. the communication about sex, yeah. communicating about our kids being on the same page, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And, and communicating about what we need, what we want, um, uh, my friends are going away next weekend, um, but I don't want to ask her because she's going to get mad if I want to go. Oh. Um, so I'm not going to ask. Instead, I'm going to hold that in for a week or two or a year. And they went and had a great time in Atlantic City for a couple of nights just hanging out. Not doing anything bad, just mm -hmm. hanging out and doing their own thing. So what you need, do you need to be apart? Do you need to be together when you, what, you know, those sorts of things. And certainly, like I said, my big, I keep coming back to my, my big, my big four and those yeah. communications to all those areas where things break down. Yeah. All right. So let's go in the fourth. So the elephant in the room. Yeah. Bumping, sure. You said bumping and grinding. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we call <laughs> yeah. the section. It's a good, it's a good metaphor. Well, we, let me just tell this one quick story and then I'll let her go back to the therapy side. Right. Yeah. So we're in, we were out of town this weekend huh. and we just happened to run into this couple in a coffee shop. And I mean, she talks to everybody and it's a great, I love it's really people. annoying. Like I want to get yeah. going and she's still having this yeah. big conversation. We had a few minutes. We're talking very, very, very nice couple from yeah. Wisconsin. And one thing led to another and he starts asking her about sex drives oh. and about and the, differences. You know, the differences between this yeah. and that and how he had a higher testosterone and that kind of thing. And we're all laughing, but, 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 but it's an issue for people. 
And is, people don't talk about these things. No. You know, <laughs> especially we in a coffee shop. This is with no alcohol. Yeah, this is with no alcohol. You can like a 9 a.m. conversation. I know it was earlier. It was like 8 a.m. Yeah, they he really wanted to talk. He really wanted to get that. Yeah, he did. He wanted to talk about it. But, you know, how do you manage a different sex drive? And, you know, there's probably going to be a difference in your sex drive whether it's the you know traditional male mm. wanting more sex and female wanting less. But I have friends, I have clients that the female wants more sex than the male. Right. And how do you negotiate that? What does it look like? Do you, you know, does one person just, you know, be upset all the time and feel, yeah. you know, like they're never satisfied or is, you know, is there some way to compromise on the situation? Yeah. Um, yeah and so talking funny. about it. Yeah. It's frequency, what you need, what you want, and all that kind of stuff. Well, and I think there's like a pattern here of, of, of have communication. I think that's the key. Right? Yes. Most, most people yes. like, there's all these things, but you have to communicate what you want, what you, and don't be afraid. I think right. a lot of people are afraid. Well, ooh, if I ask that question, they may not like me. I may lose them. Oh, no, I got to go all the way back into the dating world again. So they come from right. this fear based yeah, mindset. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, my God, now I'm back and I got to tell my story all over again. I was sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, <laughs> yeah. People come to me. Never ceases to amaze me really that people come to me and they are um very hurt and very upset because their spouse cheated right yeah um, spouse went and cheated and he or she is with this person or was with that person or with multiple people or whatever the case may be i don't understand and then the conversation evolves and when was the last you know and and although it's not really my business to get anybody's social life and yeah. you get a sense of things right so that same person whose spouse cheated is the same is is the same person who hasn't had sex with his or her spouse in two months mm -hmm. or three months or six or some or cases, sometimes years, years. Oh, yeah. wow. and 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 so so then you realize and there's a old saying in the divorce world tens don't marry ones right you know what I'm saying so so so, <laughs> so but it, but it, but <laughs> but it's a but it, but there's always every relationship every divorce when they get to me there's always multiple facets to it so it's not just that he stepped out or she cheated or, or whatever it is. There's often some other piece to it. Sometimes there isn't. Right. Listen, sometimes somebody goes out, they're traveling and boom, boom, that's it kind of a thing. But more often than not, that's not, you know, it isn't, mm -hmm. that isn't what it is. And it, it always surprises me that, that people don't connect. We have a miserable sex life to my spouse is sleeping with someone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's yeah. a connection there. I think yeah. there is, because I think, I think a lot of people, and you would know better than me. Most people get married or get in a relationship because they care for somebody. They care for that person. Yeah. They want to be with that person. Now things change, yeah. right? And things happen that and or or people aren't who you think that they might be or right. whatever might whatever it might be. But but if you get in if you get in because of that, maybe you gotta look around a little bit more before you're ready to hop out. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's might be an overly optimistic view of it but, but yeah. i think that but in some cases i think that's, that's true but it's also respect too i mean Absolutely. like, like if you don't feel respect in a relationship in yeah. general being in a, not even being married just respected in general yes. i think respect is a very big thing and we actually were talking to the couple um yesterday in the coffee shop yeah. uh, about <laughs> that fun. and about how low people go yeah Oh, and yeah the things that people say to each other and how you can't you you can't go back no, yeah. like if you've called somebody and I'm not going to say it because it's just a terrible word, but if you've called somebody a terrible word, mm -hmm. it's really hard to, you know, forgive them. 
and not remember that that, you know, that they called you or said that to you. So I think, you know, that's a really important piece is, and that is about communication Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes people don't feel like they have the words or they want to hurt somebody and they say really awful mean things. Yeah. I mean, like I always tell my kids, I was like, be careful what you say. You cannot take that back. I mean, that'll be forever burned in the psyche, you know, and and create the relationship based on that. Right. Um, or change it. So I said, just, you know, be, be very cognizant of how you, what the words you come out of your mouth and, and back it up. Yep. And that's my, my thing too. Like if you're going to say it, just be prepared for the outcome. Right. I mean, we have a lot, we talk, we, we get into a lot of conversations in yeah. this book about, about communication. One of them is it, actually, I, that, that came from me. One of the few communication ideas that, that, that sprouted from me was, you know, if what you're going to say isn't going to make any difference, mm. then don't say it. And there's a certain logic to that. There's a certain logic to taking the opposite position, of course, but, but. Yes, sometimes not saying something it like we're talking all about communication and connecting and talking things through. But if you know, if, if I left the garage door open again, and I've done it like, you know, a few times it, you know, should he bother even mentioning it? Just close the garage. Just close the, if I say they don't yeah. leave it open a 61st time. Yeah. Right. It's it's just, like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you. I'm going to leave it open. No, just just close just it up and move on. Right. It's not that big of a thing. Right. Like, yeah. Right. So sometimes, you know, saying things that you've said before or saying things that, that really are going to matter is, yeah. you know, letting things go. Yeah. Um, and I, I do think that people, you know, the other piece of that's in this book is, is about the connection as a, I say that connecting is, is like the lubrication of a relationship, mm-hmm. just like a, a well-oiled machine, like yeah. a car. And if you're not connecting and I mean, physically and emotionally, mm-hmm. then everything's going to be bad. You know, yeah. everything's going to like the toothpaste cap, you know, we talk about like he left the toothpaste cap off again, you know, those kinds Whiskers of things. In the sink. Whiskers <laughs> in the sink or wash um, them down or <laughs> using the good towels to wipe the dog off. <laughs> right. Oh, that's you, funny. you know, those kinds of things. Like some of those things mm-hmm. you'll be able to let go if your relationship is in a good place. So people come in to talk to me and I use this with families too, mm-hmm. not just with couples, but with families too. If things are scratchy, if they're tension filled, if they're not going well, if there's lots of yelling and blaming yeah. and whatever. I talk to people about when's the last time you, you know, went out for, a, you know, a family event outside of the home that just had fun, went for a picnic, went for a hike. Yeah. Um, I do this with couples too. When's the last time you actually did something fun that you enjoyed? Because if you're, if you don't have that base and you don't have that connection, that fun, then a lot of the other things are going to seem much bigger than they are. You can't let things go if you're not connected to people. Right. Um, so I think that's, you know, that's a big takeaway point from our book. And sure. we talk about that a lot. Yeah. I and mean, I think also, too, is, you know, you're you're creating dates, right? Especially if you were yeah. with someone, like you're creating new memories. So it seems new. Like you can, I mean, Facebook has so many events that you can just look at. Oh, this looks like fun. Yeah. You know, like there's one coming up, the Lantern. It's like in Fairfax, Virginia. You take the kids there at night. Yeah. It's awesome. I don't know if you've seen it on there, but it's really it's cool. Yeah. All these like professional lanterns. And so it's just kind of fun things to remember and build these memories, take you out of your comfort zone yes. where you're, you know, day to day, you know, things that you have to do all the time. You got this, you got baseball, you got this, you got that, but you're spending time yeah. like date nights, you know, yeah. date Absolutely. nights. Yeah. And also, you know, for families to make yeah. sure that they're doing fun things that, you know, aren't driven by, you know, being someplace at a certain time. 
yeah. or needing to get you know something done. Yeah, our yeah. oldest has um, is married, and she mm-hmm. and her husband temporarily living with us as long as I can keep them there while they save money to buy a, a big house for yeah. themselves. And yeah. they do Friday night, you know, movie yeah. night. So we were away this week, and they're sending us pictures. The boys are sitting on the mm-hmm. couch with their buckets of popcorn, and they're just watching TV. And that's yeah. what they and that. Now they may not remember that particular night, yeah. But my guess is when they're older, they'll still want to do movie, movie night, night with their parents. Yeah, yeah. We do Friday night. Like Solo yeah. just came out. This is a big Star Wars family. And, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. So like, they, they like to pick out like it's Friday night pizza night and sure. you know movies. That's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, and it's, and it's nice to keep it, it keeps you sort of moving the same direction. Yeah, and they know. I mean, that's how I grew up. When I mean, it's like, oh, it was Little Caesars in Michigan. It was mm-hmm. a big. Yeah, um, that's great. Like, yeah, I know Little Caesars. Yeah, yeah. We, we used to have it here. I don't know if we yeah, do it. Yeah. I think there was one here. I get there was, yeah. yeah. No, Red sticks I remember the, the little guy with the yeah. pitchfork. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that. Like, so, it wasn't a pitchfork. Yeah, it was, yeah. Kind of a, it was like pizza pizza. Is that right? Is that pizza pizza? I don't know. It was good. Okay. We liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Well, you know, just creating those kind of memories, like you said, like going hiking, that's such a great thing. Write that down, okay? So it's effort. I think there's effort, too. Say yes. something nice, you mm-hmm. know, when you're not needing to doing like, imagine you had to do all this of work when you were dating that person, paying attention, yes. keeping up with them, asking how their day is going. And then fast forward 10 years later, you're like, oh my God, this person irritates me. Right. You know what I mean? Or what, right. like, why, like, what is the disconnect there? Why are you like, is it, I think it's lack of effort and to be mine. Right. Again, thinking that you don't have to put the work into something that you already have. Right. And, and that's so false yeah. that it's not even funny. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to work at a relationship. You have to work at keeping it fresh, yeah. keeping it special yeah. um, all the time. And it's not just, you know, you can't just let it go. No, um, you, you look at the, you're like, well, I don't want to wash my hair or I don't want to do this. I don't an effort. Like, like you did that when you were dating, right. you know, because other people are seeing other people well, who are. Yeah. We, have, we have this joke where she'll, you know, if we're going out on a Saturday night or, uh-huh. or maybe she it's works. It's usually a Friday night Sometimes that I've Friday, worked. It's a Friday night yeah. that she's worked. She's uh-huh. ready to go. I'm like, what do you mean you're ready to go? Uh-huh. She's yeah, let's go. I'm ready to go. I said, you're in your social worker clothes. You got to get back up. So, you know, so I make Sassy her. Like, up. I mean, right. I yeah. Send yeah. her back up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Come on, let's go yeah. to date night. So yeah. grudgingly, yeah. she'll yeah. mope up the stairs. Yeah, yeah. And- <laughs> yeah. date night. I know, yeah. put on a face. Yeah. I mean, and that's what they, you know, these people, when, I don't know if you're seeing when people, like when you go back to cheating, like, you know, because these people had time maybe, because there's one song about it, I don't remember. Um, there's a lot of songs about it. it, but you know, like putting in the effort of, mm-hmm. you know, these people are, you know, getting their nails done, they're, you know, doing their hair, they're, you sure. know, dressing up. And then the spouse is like, I got three, four kids at home with trying to like juggle everything. And so like, what did you hear a lot of that? It's just like, Oh, lack of effort or I, 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 I mean, I see a lot, not just with clients, but you know, with, with moms and you know, people around that, you know, people are tired. Yeah. Sure. People are tired and you know, wearing your, you know, sweatpants or yoga pants or whatever is just easy. It's comfortable. I mean, yoga pants. Let me tell you something. Did you ever see that meme? (laughs) Got full range. I mean, you, you want to fight me? That's fine. I've got full range of motion because I'm wearing yoga pants. <laughs> yeah, no, it, but it's true. I mean, you get comfortable yeah. in your clothes, um, but you also have to be able to to shift and a little bit and to say like, "Hey, I'm important enough to you mm-hmm. for it to actually go take a shower, yeah, and wash <laughs> yeah. my hair, and wash right. my hair, or right. get out of my yoga pants." Here's the thing, I, I and and they use the line in the the um, ma- magazine article this month yeah. where I said. I said, you know, just tell me my shirt looks good. I mean, men, yeah. men can be, this sound. This is going to sound a little sexist, but it is from a male perspective. 
mean, we're kind of simple creatures a lot of times. I mean, it doesn't need to be a big outing for multiple mm -hmm. hours. It doesn't need to be where we have to go down here for dinner or, the, or DC or make a bunch of reservations. It could be 20 minutes sitting on the couch and you put your arm around me and you say, you look great today. Or yeah. it can be, you know, just a, a little, some kind of attention. It's the small and things. It, 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 yeah. it, it is. Really it's is. The small, so, he'll, he'll repeat things that, you know, like this weekend I said some, what did I say? You look nice. You or, said you love me like three times in a row when we were at that bar. Okay. okay. I was so, quite drunk. But yeah, you were. Sure. You were. It's, it's okay. Drunk, but that's okay. It's okay. Yeah. But what I'm that saying to you, I'm saying matter. to you, it's like the little thing. Yeah. The, it doesn't have to be, I didn't buy him a gift. It wasn't oh. like I got him some great gift. All I said, I, I think I said, I love you or I like, three, three okay. So I said, so I said it, I think I like touched his, but like, yeah. Yeah. he was so happy. Yeah. He was so happy that I, like, paid attention I paid attention. I said something yeah. nice. And you know, it was so. By the next night, when she's back looking at her phone, like, okay, we're back to right. <laughs> wait till next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's not that. But so people say, I'm tired. I can't do that. I can't do this. Well, you kind of can. Well, you have you a choice. You, you, you have do. a choice. It just means carving that, yeah. that twenty Five, minutes, yeah. half hour, That's, ten minutes, yeah. whatever it might be. Yeah, and I work with a lot of families. You know, young families that are you know really stretched for time, energy, mm -hmm. money, yeah. babysitters, those sure. kinds of things. And I'll say to them, I'll say. Even if you can't get a babysitter and plan a dinner out, whether you know you don't have one or finances or whatever, put the kids to bed yeah. and go sit in another part of your house that you don't use. That's go a great to the idea. Go to the basement. Go to Creole, the living room. Yeah. Go sit on a, a picnic stoop. bench. Yeah. Yeah. Stoop. Like, Why not? Just do something that's different and put the technology away and just mm -hmm. do something that's different and just pay attention to each other or play a board game. Just you know, connecting. People play board games, yes, Scrabble, Scrabble yeah. or whatever cards. We used to play a lot of like gin rummy and stuff like that. <clears throat> that was fun. Skip the board or board. you know, or or watch a you know watch a show together. Yeah. Find a show that you both right. like. Start from the beginning. Yeah, and you know watch a show together, or you know have a glass of wine together, or something like mm -hmm. that. Like, but but say that you're doing it and make it happen, and and sort of take a photo of it, not yeah. a photo from your phone, but like a like snapshot. Like this is we're doing this. This is special. Yeah. Sure. I like that. You know, they even have those when you talk about card games and anything, I can't remember the name of it right now, but they have these kind of relationship questions that you can oh, do. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. like we played that before. And like so you answer the questions and then like you learn more about the person. I'm like, I find it fascinating. <laughs> yeah, the way you could do that. Yeah, we have I have a card I have a oh, like sure. a cube game that you yeah. pick out a card and it asks you all kinds of you know, interesting questions. Yeah. Um, if anyone knows that, the, drop it in the comments. I mean, I want to, I'm going to get that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not truth or dare. That's not no, no, but no. we used to play the, we used to play truth or dare. Yeah. yeah that's actually a fun game. Be fun, yeah. yeah. Or spin the bottle. I mean, mm -hmm. we can think, you know, if you need more ideas, we'll come up with uh, yeah. more ideas, but anyway, do something different. Make it special. It doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to be time consuming. Just taking the time out on a regular basis just to connect and have fun with each other. I love that. Right. That's great. Okay. Well, I can't believe it. We are almost out of time. <laughs> so I can't believe it. But if you guys, I wanted to tell you that they are on page 49 of Bethesda Magazine. So make sure for our local DMV folks, uh, check it out. Uh, it's a really good article. And so talk to us about where we can find you and more about the book. Great. Yeah. Well, you can find us on, on Facebook at Shop Talk 
on Instagram at Shop Talk Book, mm -hmm. and that's where news about the book is going to be hopefully be coming out relatively soon. Yeah, we have an agent who's shopping it for okay. us. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, so I can't wait. She's terrific. And, yeah, and she's doing a good job for us. And soon, I, I think we think soon we're going to hear some news. So that's awesome. I'll let everybody know. Yeah, we're thrilled about it, and um, we'll go from there. Yeah. Thank you. We'll have to have you guys back on after. Love to. Yeah. Well, right. Thank you so much. I didn't go. I really thought we were like too much too crass. Like I, like I have so many more. Back, so. Yeah. We like the leopard chairs. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you. All right. Thanks again. Thank you. Take care. Bye. We'll see you guys. See ya. Bye. Take care.